Hi guys, it's that time to get us up the ring with the greatest faction in podcast history. Jazz Freak Wrestling, the JFW podcast, hosted by Travis D. And I am Nubby, the amazing turtle. How you doing, Nubby? I'm okay. Yeah. Yeah, you gonna be that loud the entire fucking time or I, I didn't think I was that loud. No, you're not. You're not. You're gonna. Um, it might be just me. I don't fucking know. Yeah. I don't know. This, 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 this has been, this, this has been probably one of the most chaotic, ass backwards weekends of pro wrestling I have ever been a part of. A lot of highs and lows, and I, I can't wait to talk about fucking all of it. Oh, yeah. And I'm going to, I'm going to do something I don't normally do here on this show. And, uh, I'm going to openly, openly and honestly shoot on something. One, 100%. And, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to shoot on the morning after. So I'm excited. Oh, damn. Here we go. I know. I'm so excited for it. Uh, uh, if you don't know what the morning after is, uh, either you guys are new to independent wrestling in the area or, uh, you're thinking, I'm thinking of something else. Uh, apparently, morning after is very popular, but we'll talk about that uh, because we got to talk about SCW. We got to talk about IPW. Both happened over the weekend. Obviously, the Q and A with Rion and Max Holiday uh, happened post IPW. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, about that Q and A. You know, mostly I want to get your feeling on it um, and what you think you got out of it. Uh, but we're also going to talk about some match cards for some upcoming shows this weekend as well. And, uh, I don't know if there's time, I'll probably bitch about fucking Pac-Man or the Giggle Monster or the fucking Jersey Shore guy. Uh, <laughs> I mean, do we really need to this week? They haven't really, they didn't really do anything after you, well, you pulled a, pulled a fast one on them last week. Yeah, they kind of, uh, I feel like, I feel like they're cowering away. Um, but they did post, some predictions on Rocket Pro that uh, I guess they felt the need to take liberties uh, on me during that. So, I mean, I'm happy that they're looking to uh, try to attack me through uh, the power of type instead of uh, physically saying some words. But that's cool, whatever they want to do. But we're going to talk a little bit about that, too. We're going to talk about all that. Before we do, i got to remind you guys that this episode is brought to you by CarterComics.com, your one-stop shop for all your comics, whether it be graded or raw. CarterComics.com has got it all. Check out their amazing website, CarterComics.com. Fill up your cart with all their amazing comics. Use the discount code FREAKNET, F-R-E-A-K-N-E-T. It'll save you 10% on your entire purchase. Discount code, not a promo code, because a promo code you use once and that's it. Or a discount code you use over and over and over and over again. Not just as their website, but also at their four different eBay accounts that they currently have. You can find the links to all those accounts at, Cartercom- at cartercomics.com by scrolling to the bottom of the homepage. Anything you bid on, you purchase, you negotiate with them, any sale made through their eBay sites 
will uh, allow you to use the 10% discount code of FreakNet for those sales as well. So if you're a huge fan of comics, you like collecting comics, they're starting to get in some more Funkos and stuff like that to sell those as well. Um, check out CarterComics.com, not just comics anymore, but check it out regardless. CarterComics.com, discount code FreakNet, F-R-E-A-K-N-E-T, will get you 10% off your entire order. Nubby. Yeah, that's right. Let's start with Southland Championship Wrestling. Polar Plunge at Steam Hollow this past Saturday. I want to start there. Um, Probably the longest show I've ever been a part of. And it's not not even the fact that uh, I was at the bar drinking five hours before the show started, but then we dove into... Uh, what felt like a marathon for the next four and a half hours of rock and wrestling. Um, it, it, it was, it was an inch. I mean, obviously the rock and wrestling concept, uh, I, I love it because I do love live music and I do love wrestling and I love the fact that you're able to pull it together. This one was pretty long. Um, obviously the band, uh, played for quite a while, but, uh, it was, a, it was a big card too. I mean, I think we we're looking at, uh, up until the first match and the incident that happened in that one, and we can dive into that. Up into that one, I think we we're looking at like nine matches for the evening. Which Definitely. for those rock, yeah, so those rock and wrestling shows are kind of smaller because of the uh, bands playing. But um, I got to uh, commentate with Steve. You got to rough the show, so let's dive into uh, what should have been the first match. Right, and uh, let me just uh, say this. Uh, you you hear us give matches, the, the match cards every week for every show, and let me just say, and I'll and I'll say it every time, I'll feel like a broken record. There's a reason why it says card sub subject to change, because there's always changes. Um, there was definitely a huge change in the lineup and yeah. in the card. So it. I mean, a lot of matches stayed the same. There was just a huge reason that we cannot talk about on yeah. why part of the matches or one match in particular changed. But let's just say yeah, that's that's, a, that's yeah. the morning after podcast. That's the morning after thing. But I'm that's, that's definitely something to talk about morning after. But it's just like some people don't understand the concept of card subject change. Yeah, please, people, just. Understand that concept. It will change even when it doesn't. Yeah, and I, I think the biggest thing to realize <coughs> too is, and Nubby, uh, here, here's, here's, ah, oh, goddammit. There's so much that I can explain right now, but it goes into what I want to say about the morning after. So keep this thought in mind because I want to talk about this moment when we talk about the morning after. Uh, so, But, yeah, I do want to get through the match card because there was a lot that was going on. Obviously, the first match to open the show was supposed to be um, Titans of Destruction, Eldorado, and VJ Price taking on the, SC, the current SCW Tag Team Champions of Jimmy Blaze and Scott Spade. And we know, we knew from the beginning that there was going to be an issue with that match because of the situation going on between Blaze and Spade. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I was a betting man, I probably would have bet a certain direction yeah. would happen, but it didn't go that way. So I would have lost that bet. 
Yeah. Well, there, there was a moment and, uh, it was, it was before, it was before, it was before the match even started. And I, I was talking to Blaze for a little bit and I, I plan on asking him, I don't know why you think that this is a good idea to team with Spade to defend these tag team championships. And clearly it's not his call. It's the booking committee who puts the matches together. And I asked him, I'm like, what are you going to do if, uh, if, you know, Spade doesn't show, if it's just you out there defending those titles? And he said he was going to do it. He said if it comes down to it, he's there to put on a show. He's there He's there to wrestle a match. He's booked to do it. So if it came down to it, he would have wrestled both Eldorado and VG Price on his own to defend those championships, which is very respectful. Uh, obviously, uh, Jimmy Blaze has been in this business for a very long time. Uh, from my perspective, I don't feel he has anything else to really prove in this business. He doesn't have to show anyone like he still has it or – you know, that, you know, he hasn't missed a beat or a step in any way, but it's really cool to think that a guy who knows that for a fact, knows that he doesn't have to prove anything, is still willing to go out there and not only show who he is, but to give the fans at least something similar to what they uh, were hoping for. Mm-hmm. Definitely. <clears throat> so, I guess we'll get into it. Um, Blaze came out. Um and before he even could get in the ring, and I didn't even see it happen, I was actually in the middle of talking to Steve, and all all of a sudden Spade, Tiny, and Misery are out there knocking Jimmy Blaze down and attacking the knee. Yeah, and you know, and and with this with this turnout, uh, it's probably the best fucking show for him to, for Spade to sneak up on Blaze. That place was beyond packed. Mm-hmm. Like, like it, it was, it, there was, there was, there was even not even standing room only available. It was people staying on top of fucking people. Um, so I didn't even get to see what happened because even over at commentary, we had people standing where we were to be commentating everything. So I didn't even see Blaze go down. I just saw big-ass fucking Tiny standing there, and that kind of gave me the idea, like, oh, okay, something just fucking happened. And then when people started kind of clearing away a little bit, we saw, obviously, Misery and Spade standing over Blaze and shit like that. Um, But a a huge surprise for me, because I didn't know uh, that President Terry was in attendance at this show. That's two shows in a row. I know, I know he's, he's really, uh, he's really proven himself. Again, not a guy who has to love my boss. He's a great guy. Um, but obviously, um, Blaze couldn't continue. Blaze couldn't even have the match. Terry knew it. Blaze admitted to it. Uh, so Terry eventually decided, okay, they're going to, you know, rectify the situation at the end of the show. So the tag match was still going to happen. It just wasn't going to happen at that moment. Um, and I'm, I'm happy that they came to the uh, conclusion that they did because this was, uh, the first opportunity that, you know, Titans of Destruction has had, uh, to become tag team champions and stuff like that. And, uh, first opportunity for them to, uh, win gold in Southland. So, uh, I'm excited to really talk about the, the main event when we get to it. Definitely. So, um, in the meantime, uh, Terry Allen came out, I believe. That's correct. I, a lot of shit happened. Yeah, yeah. Terry, 
Yeah, Terry came out, kind of stopped Spain and their attack from happening. Times of Destruction even came out, which how often right. do you see the opponents of somebody come out to defend them, you know? Right. Um, but yeah, it was, it, it was cool that, you know, Terry came out, you know, showed his authority, stopped the uh, onslaught and the beatdown. Uh, obviously history between Terry and Blaze goes way back. Um, and then obviously it's a mutual respect thing now, you know, the war between Powell and SCW is over. This is something even Spade mentioned that he was pissed, just like Aaron Xavier was, just like Max Holiday was, that they put their bodies on the line over a year's time defending the company that they work for. And it just ends with a simple handshake and, uh, hey, you know, Bygones be bygones. So I see where Spade's coming from, but it was the wrong way to fucking do uh, business, it's I just, guess. It's just funny, though, because Spade was the one, the reason why the war started. Yeah. So. <laughs> yep, he, he fired the first shot. So, and, and What an idiot. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> Blaze got helped to the back, uh, get cared for. Uh, and like I said, the first match didn't happen. Uh, second match... I don't even remember what the second match was. I do. Oh, that's right. Because, you know, I have the match card. That's right. I have- and I do not, because you do all my work for me. Right. The dirty work. Yeah. <laughs> I even wrote the shit out early today. My guy. My fucking guy. Uh, Chris Ward <laughs> defeated Acid Jazz. That's right. Uh, best of three series. Uh, Chris Ward picked up the victory against Acid. Uh, you know, I, I love watching Acid Jazz wrestle. I love, uh, it's not even his talent in the ring, but it's the personality that he brings along with it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it was a very hard hitting match. Every match was, uh, like I said, this was the third one. And like you said, Ward picked up the victory in it and it was, it, it it was exactly what you expected from them, you know, two guys who wanted to prove that they were better than the other, and in the end, you know, Ward was, you know, the guy. Mm-hmm. Jazz tried to pull a fast one over me. God, was it brass knucks, chains, the jukebox, or the the uh, the fucking cassette player? Yeah, Damn. he tried, but I wasn't having it. I know Jazz too well. <laughs> I wasn't about to. Have him jump Chris Ward like that. Yeah. I was going to make sure that it's going to be, you know, one-on-one. You know, they're both, you know, the 100%. We're going to keep them 100% at bell time, and there we go. Kept the, again, you, kept, you kept them honest, man. I, I wasn't playing. I was in no right. mood that. I was That's in right. no mood. You can't, you can't pull the wool over fucking Mike Brennan's eyes. I'll tell you that much. Not, not that night. Not that fucking night. Uh, Jazz lost his hair though. We saw that. Yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> guys, if you guys don't know what his hair looked like, go check out Steve, uh, Aaron's fucking Facebook page. It was unbelievable. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So Chris Ward got the victory. Um, Meat Hooks, your high voltage champion. <coughs> you were not just, happy roughing this match, bro. I was not. You were not happy roughing that match. 
I felt I felt so bad, kind of laughing about it a little bit. I mean, I saw the I saw the anger on your fucking face for sure. But I told you, man, give me to the end of the year, I'll get you a high voltage title opportunity. Like I always say, I'm always professional. Conversation. Despite what a couple assholes have said in the past. No, but you, uh, you went through, like, I mean, we both went through wrestling training, but mine was very brief. Yours was the, a long haul training, uh, Lee Pro Dojo and everything. So you know what it feel, you know what it means to a guy to step into the ring for the very first time, uh, to have his first match and everything. Um, Try try to get into Johnny Chaos's head for a minute. I mean, obviously, he had a huge fan base, so he was pretty well known uh, before he even got into the ring. Um, I think a lot of that has to do with his relationship with Koa um, and stuff like that. Uh, not, I don't want to take anything away from him, but, I mean, come on, it's true. Um, what goes through the mind of a, of a, a guy stepping into the ring for the first time? Uh, your nerves are definitely shot um anxiety is super high from the moment you wake up in the morning yeah till the till that final bell you you feel instant relief after the bell but then you also get anxiety back once you walk back through that curtain Mm -hmm. waiting for the criticism yeah yeah and i mean it, it was uh it was a smooth match um, I don't, I didn't see many problems with it. If there was, I don't remember it. Obviously, you were closer to the match than I was. But I, I can understand the nerves and everything, and especially your first match being for a championship match against me hooks. I mean, there's obviously gotta be a lot of pressure in that. Um, and I think he held that pretty well. Um, definitely a fan favorite. Uh, we, we will see chaos later on in the show. Uh, but, didn't pick up the win. Um, and I don't, I don't think that's anything to be disappointed about. I don't think that's anything to hang your head over. You know, it's, you know, when you step into the ring with a guy like Meat Hooks and everything, especially for the first time, you got to expect, the, you know, the possibility that, you, you know, you may not win and you'll pull that out. But, um, he's, he's a, he's a good kid, good looking kid. You know, he definitely has that Vince McMahon wrestling appearance. Mm hmm. Um, I think it has a bright future. Uh, I know, um, I know, f- uh, from some, f- uh, I know for a fact that that's not the last time you'll see him in Southland. And I think over time, once he gets a few more matches in him and under his belt and stuff like that, you'll probably see him, you know, probably more spread out throughout the uh, Midwest area. So, uh, congrats to Johnny Chaos for your debut. Sorry it didn't work out, but you know, hell, you got, you got an opportunity that most people didn't. In fact, you're the only person who got a title shot against me, Hooks, for the high voltage title. So, you know, you got some, got some to be proud of there. And he hasn't been around long, so no. that's another thing he has in his uh, belt. Yep. First match, first title match, and very early in his career. So kudos yep. to him. So he must be doing something right. I know he listens. I know he asks questions. I know he he wants to learn everything he can. He's he, he, he I mean I within six months. I don't think he's been here longer than that. But um, I'm optimistic for him. I really I really am. I I know that he uh, he busts his ass, and I know, I know for a fact based on who he's being trained by 
if they didn't feel he was ready, he wouldn't have been in that ring. So. I'll say this about him. I've seen a lot of people have, you know, their debut matches. Mm-hmm. Even training for two years or even four years. Yeah. He still did better than a lot. So I'll give him that. 100%. Keep learning. Just keep learning. Keep asking questions. Watch a lot of tape. As we used to say back in the day, now it's just like watch YouTube or yeah. if you have or if you fuck, have Peacock. Fuck, fuck YouTube. Fuck YouTube. <laughs> oh, how how dare we have uh forty two subscribers on YouTube though. That's true. Fucking rocking that fucking <laughs> shit. <laughs> but on the other hand too, you know, just to let him be aware just because we're speaking highly of him, stay humble. You know, don't don't blow yourself up bigger than you think you are right now. Uh it's awesome to feel great, but you know, you still gotta stay humble. You still gotta realize that this is, you know, the first step in many steps to becoming somebody in this business. So um watch the ego. Keep that shit in check. So Yeah, don't don't have an ego. No. God no. Um, uh, Nikki Nix, uh, defeated Natasha Crane. Huge, huge win for Nikki, especially, uh, you know, uh, and I know that Amazon still had the wrist kind of bandaged up. I don't know if it was fully healed or healthy or whatever. Um, it didn't look like she was nursing it in any way, wasn't having any problems with it. But, I mean, to pick up a win against former SCW Women's Champion is huge. Um, and I know that they've had several battles in the past, and I know that Nikki's never came out, came uh, up on the you know winning side of those. So the fact that she picked up the victory tonight is, uh, I think it's awesome. That might actually even push her closer to having her own SCW Women's Championship opportunity in the future. Hell yeah! All right, um, the Sheik. I guess you can say defeated Oldenson. The Berserker. He did. Um, he picked up the victory. Wins a yeah. win, Bobby. Yep. A lot of shadiness, but you didn't see that. Can't see shit, apparently. I'm blind as a, blind as a bat, apparently. I don't know. It, it's the <laughs> biggest It's the biggest tool that punitive damages has in their arsenal, and that is having multiple people out of the ring at once. Mm-hmm. Um, and no one could fault you, Nubby. Not even I could fault you for the fact that you didn't see the poke to the ribs by the uh, flag or uh, being struck by a briefcase because the distractions that they what they what uh, what what they fail to do as far as victories in the in the uh, ring, they make up for and being annoying fucks on the outside. Mm-hmm. So it's yep. They're definitely annoying. Yeah. And and that was the thing that sucked too. Like even after picking up the victory, it had an insult to injury attack yeah. Otis and afterwards, which, as I mentioned, Johnny Chaos did make a second appearance into the show coming out to save Odinson. Which uh I know I know Odinson is kind of one of his mentors, so obviously that respect is there. So that was I mean, it was pretty cool for him to make an impact like that. I know yeah. um if if I know Feinberg, like I know, I don't, is it Feinberg or Freiberg? I don't, I don't even fucking know. It's 
dipshit Esquire to me. There we go. Fucking, if, if dipshit's going to have his way, he's going to find a way to, you know, try to get some kind of retribution against them. Um, so we'll see what happens. I'm, I'm sure, you know, it's not going to be the last of this situation with them. And, uh, honestly, I'm, I'm excited to see what happens next between Odinson, Chaos, and, uh, Punitive Damages. Definitely. Um, all right. Um, <clears throat> sorry, I'm kind of, as I read this, I remember what happened to me at the end of this. Uh, oh, no, wait, never mind. We can go back. Whoops, skip one. Uh, Sean Mulligan, um, retains his Genesis Championship by defeating Koa Laxmana. Yeah, fucking, uh, I don't know if you saw the videos that Koa posted after the show. Yeah. He got fucked up. Yeah, he did. I think, and I, I, uh, I don't, Here's the, I don't think Koa took his opponent for granted. I really don't. But I know we saw a more aggressive side to Mulligan on Saturday than we're used to. And it was weird to have him in a match where he wasn't the one being cheered on. And I don't know if that played a factor into his, his frustration or his aggressiveness. I'm sure it was, because sometimes losing the support you normally get does frustrate you just a little bit because then you don't know what to do. It does throw you off your game just bad. Yeah. So yeah, no uh, Mulligan continued to be you know the uh, Genesis champion, but Koa did uh did ch- did want to challenge him again, and I'm excited to see if that does happen because I mean I. I'm not a huge fan of seeing wrestlers wrestle each other over and over and over again, but I do love a good rematch. Hey, according like, to Mulligan, it'll happen like, next month. But like one rematch. I don't want to see like seven fucking rematches. Yeah. We've sure seen a lot of those with oh, certain so people. Many. So fucking many. Um, all right, I guess we'll, nah, reluctant to bring this one up. James Creed defeated JPH by disqualification. Um, JPH decided that to take liberties on Flat Top, the main referee of the match, hit him with a hit him with a chair multiple times, and then when I tried to get in the, uh, you know get him to stop, Dick had decided to take liberties on me, and kick me and throw me out of the ring. I mean, I guess I should be grateful I didn't get hit with a chair. Yeah, but, lucky. But motherfucker still taking liberties on an official. Yeah. It, we're, we're in a situation with JPH now where there's no clear-cut rhyme or reason to what he's doing. Uh, obviously, before when he attacked uh, Creed... I mean, it was a Powell thing. It was a Powell SCW thing. You know, he was doing it for money, for greed, doing it because Powell was willing to pay him more. But now that's all over. So it makes me wonder why JPH is still continuing this. And it worries me because it feels like he has the mindset now where he has 
absolutely nothing to lose. So he's just going to keep doing what he's doing until he's finally done. And I think, um, I think next month may be that final pun intended nail in the coffin for JPH. That's right. It's funny you say pun intended because it was James Creed who made the challenge. Correct? Yeah. Uh, he, he challenged him to a coffin match and Terry said no. Uh, but the fans really want to see it and Terry wants to give the fans what they want. So I don't know too much about SCW history before 2015, but I think I can safely and confidently say that this may be the first coffin match in Southland history. And I'm really excited to see how this happens because I, I, who knows if this is going to finalize these issues between the two, but, uh, it's either going to stop what's happening or it's going to make it a lot worse, but we won't know until that day comes. Mm-hmm. And now normally I'd be saying this, Mr. Terry Allen, president of SCW. Um, I would normally, and I say, I normally say, do your job and fire JPH for the attack on your referees. You know, the third person or sometimes fifth or seventh, probably the most important in the ring, most, in person, most important person in the ring. Um, we were attacked. So there should be some kind of reprimand. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to uh, go with Creed on this and give Creed what he wants. And Creed, I hope you bury JPH. All right. He he has to be stopped. That's that's a fucking given. It's not that's he, like I said, I think he's just, I think he just fucking snapped. Because there's no reason for what's going on. I, it's probably because he's jealous of the popularity that, now that James Creed has, that he used to have before he got injured by Powell. And, you know, before going down to Texas mm-hmm. to do what he had to do down there. So he's just, he got jealous of Creed's popularity. Yeah. So instead of actually working your ass off to get it back, you decide to be a petty bitch and take Creed up. But now you, you got Creed stronger than ever and now he's going to whoop your ass. Yeah. It didn't work too well for him there taking him out. Um, but yeah, no, next, next month we're going to see a coffin match between Creed and JPH. And I'm like, I said, I'm excited to see what happens because it's, I've never seen one in person. I think Rocket Pro had one with Marche and, uh, Grin. Grin? Yep. Yeah. So Grin. never, I've never seen one in person. So I'm excited to check it out. And since I'll be doing commentating, uh, I think I should have a decent seat. Yeah. So we'll see. You should. 
All right, let's move along. Um, the ARC Miles and Renee Van Peebles took on Evil Games and Evil, Aaron Xavier and Angel. Unfortunately, it was Evil Games and Evil picking up the victory. Yeah, it's it it's a it's a weird a weird backstory to this this whole uh, bringing this match together. Obviously, for those of you who know the history of ARC, knows Aaron Xavier uh, and his association with it. Um, I mentioned it in commentary, and I can mention it now because I can do shit like that. But I know for a fact this is the first time in SCW history that the women's champion was in the same match as the uh, SCW heavyweight champion. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know what? I, I love the fact that it wasn't just men versus men, women versus women. It was everyone against everyone. And uh, everyone, you know, RVP, uh, Mercer, they, they held their own. Um, I just think uh, just because just because they're on the same team, just because ARC – uh, collect as a collective is RVP and Mercer and everything, and I know they're former, you know, uh, trios champions and IPW with C Red. You, you always got to look at the the experience and stuff that Angel and Xavier have. You know, like they're they're beyond just partners of Gaines and Evil. You know, um, so I, I think that's just helped a little bit more and. At the same time, you got two people in Gaines and Evil, like Angel and Xavier, who aren't afraid to cheat a little bit to get that victory. So, I know for I know this isn't over. I know that this that there's more to the story. I look forward to seeing that. Um, I mean, obviously, you know, anybody would love to see fucking Aaron get his ass kicked. You mm-hmm. know, it's just a it's just a matter of time before uh, Mercer gets the opportunity to do that. Yeah. And I think um, with this win, Angel does move up in the rankings for the Women's Championship. It kind of counts. Yeah. Um, I know I know Angel and RVP has had that history where they fought each other for titles in many different places. Uh, it will... Um, How do I say this? I think it will happen in SCW, but I think Angel's opportunity at the Women's Championship has come and gone for now. So, you know, Nikki Nix is still there. We saw, you know, Leslie Michelle, you know, show up at SCW. I mean, there's other women who would love this opportunity as well. So... As much as I would love to say, hey, let's give RVP and Angel another run, like, we, we've seen it. And I think until Angel kind of earns that opportunity back, I'll give us some time. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, we have made it to the main event. And as I said earlier, the card changed. It mm-hmm. was supposed to be Caribbean Arrogance versus Max Holiday. And a mystery partner. But because of what happened earlier in the show. Of Blaze getting attacked by Scott Spade. um, Terry Allen made 
a huge change. Travis? He did. Why, why do I end? Like, man, this is your shit. This is your favorite part. You get to this talk is, about... This isn't Travis Indy talk. That's not that kind of tit. There's still a T. There's still a T. Uh, yeah, you know, um, Terry just Terry said he was going to, you know, make the decision on what's going to happen with the tag team uh, championships that night. Uh, obviously, Titans of Destruction was still given their tag team title match. Uh, up against um, Max Holiday and a partner of his choice. Because we were going to see Caribbean Arrogance versus Max Holiday and a partner of his choice. That was an established tag team for the evening. Um, but because of the attack on Blaze and ruining what would have been a good tag team championship match, card subject to change. Things had to be, you know, adjusted. Uh, so the main event ended up being a tag match. Uh, for what I believe to be vacant championships. I don't think it was ever established that, you know, there were still champions because, I mean, I guess I'm putting the cart before the horse, but Scott Spade came out being Max Holiday's tag partner. Um, I don't think that they were considered tag champions, even though I joked about it a lot saying, oh, yeah, Max Holiday was technically a SW tag champion. Like, I don't think so. If I had to, if I have to, if I have to look at it from a general manager's point of view, titles were vacated and somebody was going to walk away as new tag team champions that night. So, uh, yeah, uh, Titans of Destruction had their opportunity for the belts and they went up against two former SCW heavyweight champions, a current POW champion, a former POW heavyweight champion. So it's a tall order for those guys. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, well, yeah, Titans of Destruction, new tag team champions. Um, Jimmy Blaze didn't make an appearance during the match. Caused a little bit of distraction, maybe. Just a tiny one. Yeah. Good. Fucking good. Here's the thing. Hunter and Blaze came out. They didn't interfere in the match. They just happened to come out. Now, if Spade and Holiday happen to get distracted by that, well, that's on them. I mean, they're veterans. They should have known better, but um, I don't know. Like, you can look at it as like, oh, well, two wrongs don't make a right, or, you know, or what's good good for the goose is good for the gander. No matter how you look at it, you know, what Holiday's done, what Spade has done to Blaze and the Hunter and stuff, it, it's been it's been boiling over for a couple months now. We know Hunter's going to be taking on uh holiday for the Powell Championship that's been mentioned. <coughs> Calm down. Hit that fucking mute button when you cough, goddamn at least I do it. Fuck. God, you're just as stupid as your buddies. Idiot. Um so we know that there's issues between these four guys. We know that they're going to, you know, screw with each other as much as they can, and uh, I think Blaze and Hunter, uh, you know, screwed up Spade and Holiday over in the biggest way fucking possible, and that's costing them a tag team championship. Hell yeah. Um, so uh, next m- month is, um, do we have a show name for it? Oh, uh, maybe. Hmm. I, don't know. I should yeah. know, right? I should yeah. fucking know. You are in the know. 
you are a part of the office team. I I I, I know I know as much as they're willing to share with me in that time. I fucking I don't fucking know, dude. What the hell? Well, shouldn't you know? Shouldn't you fucking know? Aren't you booked for this shit? I just show up and they pay me. My 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 level of uh, need to know is high voltage shit, Southland shit. That order. I don't get told what's going on until I say, hey, travesty, you know, so-and-so time's coming up. Let's get this shit to rolling. I'm like, all right, fine, whatever. So, Well, well uh, next show is March 18th. That's all I know. Yeah, and I don't believe that there's a name or a, a show yet. So, but when it comes up, I'll say it. All right. I only asked that question because I didn't have anything else to say on the subject. <laughs> That's fine, man. <clears throat> All right. Um, after a long fucking night, um, good show. Mm-hmm. Despite everything else that happened, um, I'm looking forward to the next one. All right, let's get into IPW, shall we? Fuck. Yeah, because I made it there. I was there. Yeah. I showed this up. Was a, long, a long wrestling weekend for you. I was so exhausted. I was so tired. And you didn't have to do anything at IPW. I know. I just had to be there, but still, it was just, it was just so exhausting. Just, there was just yeah, so, much, so much focus I had to do. So I had to go home and nap before bedtime. <laughs> You gotta go nap before your nap before your bedtime. Oh, nap yeah. in between. All right. So the show started out. Um, I guess with the host, Flash Harris, the guy you knew nothing about. That dude's kind of an asshole, though. He is a dick. Kind of, yeah. He's kind of an asshole. I mean, I, I'm not saying there's anything really wrong with it. He definitely fucking attacked the fans and you. Uh, a little aggressively. I kind of felt bad for you guys. It's like, God damn. Yeah, he's, he's a fucking bastard. What can I say? But that's C-Red's boy. Is it? No, oh, C-Red. C-Red sticks up for him like he's his son. Uh, well, I don't know. I think I've maybe seen him wrestle maybe twice. Well, you definitely did see him wrestle at Rocket Pro. No, I guess not. Oh, fine, no, man. We talked Wait, about it last week. He was, he was on the card when I was ringing the bell, right? He was in the main event against uh, Shogun. I still don't know why I can't remember that. Because he's easily forgettable. <laughs> I guess I was just so focused on my fucking bell work and shit, you know? He... He's like the Houdini of pro wrestling. He disappears. It doesn't show up. <laughs> um, <laughs> after all that bullshit with Flash and everything, yeah. first match, and there was a non-title match between Second City Champion Hot Rod Daddy Andy defeating Nick Diamond. <laughs> you know, it was, it was a solid opening match, and I know I made the comment to you about how. Uh, Hot Rod kind of has like a uh, a Jake the Snake kind of like appearance to him, you know, with the the fucking mullet and the, the colored pants and all that shit. You mentioned he kind of has like a 
that the personality of Macho Man and shit, I think that's, you know, spot on accurate. Uh, but the, you know, the more I watch Hot Rod, the more I actually enjoy fucking seeing him wrestle. I've only seen him wrestle twice. You know, once at Rocket Pro and then obviously once, no, I'm sorry, like twice at IPW, once at Rocket Pro. Um, but I like him, man. I like the char- uh, charisma. And then if I could, if I could speak honestly, call it a shoot, whatever, but honestly about IPW for a minute, um, Obviously, they had a lot, I mean, you were there, for all the fans who were there and everything. They had a lot of technical difficulties opening up the show and all that. I love how they were able to make it work, you know, regardless of it. You know, you get a lot of, you know, promotions and stuff like that where, like, if they have, like, one little thing wrong, the whole thing goes to shit. Mm. But, I mean, IPW, obviously, like, you know, they, they acknowledge, you know, like, the issues they have and they overcome it. Uh, Rion obviously opening up the show, the information liaison or whatever the fuck his title is. Uh, you know, he did the whole open with a megaphone. Mm-hmm. And I, I thought that was so fucking cool. And I, obviously Hot Rod has such charisma to him, has so much energy. He made his entrance to the ring without even having to worry about fucking music. And I thought that was pretty fucking cool too. Obviously, you know, the, 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 the technical issues that I think got resolved as the show went on. But what I noticed from IPW is that they could put that show on without the fucking music and all that shit because the charisma and everything that that talent has is so fucking high that they don't really need to worry about their entrance music being played. And I thought that was pretty cool. And like I said, it was a solid opening match. Um, Diamond, I've seen a couple of times. Probably I've seen just as much as I saw um, uh, Hot Rod wrestle. So whenever I go to IPW, it's always exciting because it seems like there's always somebody new. You know, they got the regulars, obviously. We saw, you know, a lot of the champions who, you know, their mainstays there. But it, it seems like even if I've seen somebody wrestle once, twice, maybe three times, it's still new to me because you don't see everything that they have to offer yet. Mm-hmm. All right, um, <clears throat> and a number one contenders match for the second city championship, which is held by Hot Rod Daddy Andy. Joey Dalton got the win over D'Angelo Steele and me. You were close, though, man. Fuck you! You can't. You came out of there like a like a what the fuck is that called? Like a like a house full of fire, whatever the fuck that expression is. Man, you you fucking you you were you were owning that fucking ring. Your problem was, and I'm gonna take some blame for this, is I was encouraging you to do the dive through the ropes and everything. And I feel bad about that because I think I don't feel bad for encouraging you to do it, but I think I may have took your focus off the match just long enough to where they were able to kind of like collect themselves. So I do apologize if I had any issue with you losing your match. Um, but solid fucking performance by, by everyone, but especially by you, man. You know, you, when you have matches like that, it shows people why they need to book you as a wrestler, not a referee. I appreciate that, man. But yeah, yeah. um, shit happens. Yeah. We just, we are all three of us. We want the same thing. Um, you know, definitely different styles, I guess. But we all, in a way, meshed together because we all knew what was going to happen, you know, without actually knowing. We just 
kind of know each other a bit. Um, but D'Angelo Steele just happened to found the right time to knock me the fuck out. And then Joey Dalton saw an opportunity to take out D'Angelo Steele and, you know, steal the win from Steele. Mm-hmm. So that's a lot of steel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's going to be interesting seeing Dalton take on Hot Rod for that title. Um, who knows when it's going to happen, what the uh, stipulations of it's going to be, but uh, I'd probably give it to Hot Rod anyways just because there's just something about the fucking guy that's growing on me. And I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing because – of those fucking idiots up in Rocket Pro he hangs out with and shit. Um, he's probably the only LIM member I like, but that's because I could, I could, I could acknowledge who he is without having to associate him with that band of fucking rejects. You know, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and then, um, you saw D'Angelo Steele try to uh, attack me after. Oh yeah, it was, Rian, it was right, Rian it was right had next to me. Rian yeah. had to hold him back. I'm like, it happened, it happened. I was right there. It happened right next to me. I was, I was worried that that I was going to get in the way. You know, I was like, oh shit, maybe I got to scooch over. Oh yeah, no, I saw those, those, those. It was fucking disrespectful, like, is what it was. I'm like, dude, what? You really, you want to get knocked out? Now that you, you'll be, I mean, you're right in front of me now. I can see you. It's not like I'm gonna hit you from behind. I'll do it right to your face. That's true. That's true. You do uh, you you do have like a Steve mentality to you, bro. Just fucking picking fights with everybody. Yeah, but difference is I can win my fights. Oh God, don't do that to Steve. Steve's a nice guy now. I thought we were all cool. He knows I can say that stuff. Oh, okay. But I can't. We'll see. We'll, we'll see what happens on the power. I did. I did happen to check out. I wanted to just for the hell of it. Uh, go back and watch the uh, Steve versus Aaron Stone match that happened a few months back in IPW. Uh, just for my own sheer amusement. Mm-hmm. I was just like, how close was Steve to winning this match? Not fun close at all. But it made me feel better. So, mm. fuck yeah. Make, right. sure you, make sure you check the Power Hour out every Tuesday on uh, Facebook and YouTube. Sub Steve. Their, their guest this week is uh, Maximus O'Brien. We'll okay. definitely talk about him later. Who gives a shit? We'll definitely talk about him later. I said, I, you know, here's the thing too, and I know we're gonna. I know you want to play his uh, his response to Rion on this show when we do. I can't think of myself. Like, I'm gonna wait. I'm going to wait until, you know, we do the show. But just for the hell of it, I had to go and listen to it and shit. And uh, I don't know. Have you ever seen the movie My Cousin, My Cousin Vinny? Mm-hmm. You know, like when he does his opening arguments where he says everything that guy says is bullshit? Yeah. That's what I thought when I listened to fucking Maximus O'Ryan talking. <laughs> but anyways, IPW, we're not we're not on Rocket Pro yet, so no. IPW. No, we're definitely we're definitely falling uh, behind what we were gonna do. Um, oh, yeah. Dam- Damian Gray defeated Jay Thunder. Mm-hmm. Solid matchup. Yeah, uh, I I I did I did not think. I mean, I, I shouldn't be surprised, but I did not think Damian Gray would run away as much as he did. <laughs> he had a Wait, lot. You're of- surprised by that. I am, but I'm not. He he had a lot of confidence in his in his showing 
when he gave up the glove. So when he handed the glove to the referee and said, I'm ready to go, he had this this sense of, like, you know, confidence. And then he ran away several times. He's an idol. That's all they do. Oh, I know. They're, they're bitches. They're poodles. Little poodles. But, yeah, no, he, taking that cheap shot with that bat to pick up the victory is definitely a messed up thing to do. Um, I mean, obviously, he's... He was afraid of the dude when he was standing up awake. And then, you know, obviously taking the shot to the side of the head by the bat, pretending to choke him out and shit like that is an unfair way to lose a match. But eventually that dude had to have woken up, had to have realized what happened. And I'm sure there's going to be some backlash to that potentially maybe even coming up at IPW in the near future. I'm hoping it's, uh can spill out into another promotion. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge, Rocket Pro. <clears throat> All right, um, your favorite part of the night or afternoon, the beer drinking competition. Pass. <laughs> uh, Steve was the referee, special guest referee, Steve. Um, Sean Danger defeated Russell Alltime in a shot-taking slap kind of thing. I don't know. Yeah, I, um, sometimes I feel bad for wrestlers when they get put in a situation that they're unsure of. Perfect example is the beer drinking championship ended up being a take a shot, slap your opponent kind of thing. (coughs) Excuse me. Um, but I feel bad for me because I had to watch that. Uh, it was entertaining. I will give them that. Um, it just, it was just, it was just heartaching to watch two men just slap each other. And they didn't even drink that well. <laughs> I mean. Russell had it coming, though, because that's what he gets for being a Packers and a LeBron James fan. So. Yeah. That I will agree with. Actually. All right, so um, actually, this is your favorite. I'd say this is your favorite part. They're all my favorite part. I love the show. Well, well this is probably your top two. This is your boy. Fucking Muggsy Manson, Muggsy Manson, <laughs> the junior heavyweight champion, Muggsy yeah. James, defeated Leo LaFleur and Corey McHenry, Cash Money, um, with Quinn Wadock as your referee. Right, sexy violence. What up? Um, I I mentioned it. IPW. Yeah, I love going because it gives me the opportunity to see wrestlers I've never seen before. Two of them happen to be in this match um, alongside Muggsy, who I've become a big fan of every single day. Uh, champion in IPW, newest prospect to the Manson family. Uh, he, he He's growing, you know, every time. Every time I see you know, him into a new promotion, something new and exciting is happening for the kid. And I'm excited to see where it all leads to. 
Um, but hey, yeah, awesome that he was able to pick up the victory in this. Uh, he said, I mean, I don't know how much experience he has with the two guys that are in the ring. Like I said, they're new to me and if they're new to him. He didn't make it seem that way. So he adapted. He adapted to the match, adapted to the situation, picked up the victory like I, like I, I expect from him. And I know what Manson family expects of him too. So I think that was a big, uh, check mark, uh, by his name for, uh, Charlie Jr. Definitely. Um. Uh, all right. Here's here's the the other one of your uh, top two. Tad Bro of the Bro Bros with Brad Bro defeated Dave West of the Workhorses, which was supposed to be Mikey Peterson, but apparently he got diarrhea and couldn't make it. And then it would have been Wade Evans, but he doesn't listen to the podcast, so he had to go fuck himself on the <laughs> So the only other option to get their ass whooped by Tad Bro was Dave West. Yeah, well, I'm assuming that uh, the workhorse who didn't show up had to take his, uh, his fucking girlfriend, I'm sorry, his cousin, to the fucking clinic and get some shit figured out. Um... Not a not a good not a good teammate to leave you know your fucking buddies hanging and shit. Mm. Yeah, you know, I mean, how do you be a fucking trios champions and with only two of you fucking showing up? Right. Fucking I mean, mouth breathers, God. You, I mean, because you knew had the the pineapple was out there too. So fucking yeah, pineapple was fucking rocking the joint. Fucking pineapple was getting more pops than fucking workhorses I think ever did combined. I don't think they ever gotten a pop ever. Yeah, besides the, besides they the Mountain Dews they get at uh, Dollar General. Yeah, they, they, they do not fucking like you, brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Just finding hate everywhere you go. But yeah. no, I, I love the Bro Bros. Uh, solid fucking match. I would love to have seen a tag team match, but, you know, at the same time, you got to learn to, uh, you know, adapt to any type of possibility. So even as a known tag team, you do gotta be able to, you know, win a singles match here and there. And Bro Bros proved that they can and the workers proved that they cannot. Exactly. Alright. Um now the main event. It was the League Championship Gauntlet. Now the match had an added entity. If Aaron Stone would defeat an opponent Flash Harris would wrestle that said opponent. So, Aaron Stone defeated all three of his opponents, which was K. Rizzo. Yes, I'm calling him K. Rizzo. I said I'd do it. <laughs> Mad Dog Jack and Greg Knight. Now, Greg Knight, he got fucked up. I mean, so did uh, Rizzo. But Greg Knight really took the shit. And then um, after each match, uh, Flash Harris, uh, quote unquote, wrestled the neck the the opponents and got the win. Uh, but now um, Harrison Stone have an issue because Harris is the current. Actual league champion 
as Aaron Stone is the interim league champion. Because mm-hmm. technically speaking, Flash Harris is still suspended. IPW just decided to make him the host. So he did what he had to do and he was able to put himself in a match. More like did nothing because he is nothing. Yeah, he uh, just kind of been the guy who really had no life left in him. Right. And he did more talking than anything. Um, So they were getting each other's faces, and um, as they were about to go at it, um, the informational liaison, Rion Skills, got in the ring, separated him, and told him how it was going to go down. They will face each other in May, along with the winner of March's tournament. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. I'm excited for that tournament too. I can say with 100 percent confidence, I will be at that show to watch that tournament. And it was also mentioned that um, last month, you know the. Um, Remember the eight-man tag with Muggsy and the Workhorses? Yes. Yes, I do. The Workhorses and Muggsy won that match, and they are in the tournament. They get a bye in the first round. Hmm. Lucky for them. Now, who's going to be in the tournament? Besides them, who knows? Let's see if I had a guess. I don't guess. Maybe we'll guess. Maybe we'll guess uh, when we talk about that match card. Or before yeah. that match card. Well, maybe we'll guess as I'm done down the line. I don't know. All right. So after the show. Yes. The morning after. And a Q&A session. <laughs> That was fun. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna like I wanna talk I want so I wanna say what I wanna say about it, but before I do, tell people who don't know what the morning after was or potentially is going to be again. For those who don't know what it is, uh just re- give them a brief synopsis of what it is, who hosts it, what they talk about. So the morning after it was actually just a phone call originally between two friends to talk about what they did that weekend, who they wrestle, where they wrestle, who banged who, who slept with who. Well, that is their tagline, kind of. I fucked it up a little bit, but it's close enough. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, what started out as just, um, again, uh, just a phone call became an open invitation for everybody to know about it. So they would go live on Facebook and talk on the phone. Well, what it was, Max would go on his Facebook live and put Rian on speaker, and they talk about their wrestling weekend, and which turned into a Facebook live podcast 
where they were both in studio to talk about the same thing with guests. And I happen to be one of those guests. Um, each guest brought some kind of gift, food, and they talk about what they did that weekend. And on top of everything else. And it turned into a big thing on Sundays. It was really popular, too. It got so popular that um, a network had them under contract for a minute. And they were able to get Eric Bischoff on their podcast and do an interview. That's really cool. Too bad we can never see it again, ever. Wait, why? Because it became an, uh, ah, fuck it. It was the LRP network. <clears throat> and it was on their network. Duh. So, Holiday and, um, Rion did not have any access to the footage. Gotcha. Shame. Shame. Yep. So here's here's my problem. And it's not with the morning after. It's not with Max Holiday. It's not with Rion. I don't want them to think that's what it is. Uh, it's a personal problem with me. And it's, it's something I think sucks, which I'm hoping over time it gets fixed. But... um. I don't even fucking word this. I fucking had all the words in my head at the beginning of this fucking show. Um, so people like Rion, people like Max Hotty, people like you, uh, who have 10, 15, 20 years of experience in this business, um, has the ability to give their opinions and speak their minds about, uh, the business in shoot form, in reality. Uh, go into the locker rooms, you know, give their opinions, uh, sit with people and just do the exact opposite of what we do here. You know, a lot of, I mean, there's no secret. A lot of this shit is, you know, for entertainment. But it sucks knowing that no matter what I, what I have done, which is, it's very small. What I've done in this business is very, very small. <clears throat> Nine months of training, what, 14 fucking years ago, and podcasting about for, uh, pro wrestling for going on six years. In reality, I, I, there's a small part of me that believes that I've, I've done enough to where I should be able to, you know, speak my mind, give my opinion, and stuff like that. But at the same time, I know that based on the people that I have been around, and this isn't a shot at, you know, anyone that I work with, work for, do shit with, do shit for. <clears throat> but I know that at this point, regardless of what I have done, this SCW podcast, the the live stream roundtables of, you know, SCW, doing the uh, on-location commentating at uh, Powerhouse Wrestling, like all this stuff, no matter what I do. I'm still looked at and considered an outsider to the business, and I think that fucking sucks. Um, 
And again, it's nothing. It's nothing against Rian or Max or the Morning After. It's not. It's it's what it is that made me realize this. Is that I wish I could get to the point like they are to do that kind of stuff to be kind of welcomed into the that part of the business. But I believe that I won't be. And I think that sucks. Um, and it, it really, it actually really fucking bothers me that that's real. Um, having a conversation with who I had a conversation with at IPW, um, somebody who works for another wrestling company, and I don't need to name it. Um, it's weird because I've seen, I, I, I was shown more welcoming and more involvement in a one in a in a brief conversation I had with that person than I did with anything else I've done in this business over the last five years. And I thought that was pretty cool. But it also bothers me thinking like that moment. It took up to that moment to realize that <clears throat> I'm fucking irrelevant in this wrestling business to some people. I know people listen to the show and people love listening to the show. I know we got fans out there who like listening to the show and I appreciate the hell out of them. And I'm fine being travesty and speaking my mind and being honest and shit like that. But when you work for a company and do shit for a company for X amount of years and you don't even get the approval to go to the locker room, kind of fucked up so uh i want to thank rihanna max because uh listening to them do the q a and talk about what their show's about and what they have discussed and they discussed everything while uh, regardless of what the consequences of it was i think it's fantastic but i know that they've gotten to a point in their careers where they have the ability to do that shit it sucks knowing that I don't think I'll ever get to that point, and I think that is kind of fucked up. But who knows? I'm still young. I don't think that is true, really. I think it's starting to pick up now. I'm not going to toot my own horn. Yeah. But I'll say that another nobody <clears throat> joined you. And you're starting to get more eyes and ears. So in a way, two negatives turn into a positive. Yeah, like I said, like it, it sucks knowing that still, as of this moment, it feels like what where I'm at now is what I was in 2015. I would think that after doing all this for so long and shit that things would be a little bit different. And maybe that's a lot on me. I'm hoping that I get the opinion of Max and Rian on this. I don't know if Rian will respond to this um, on the Power Hour. I have no clue. Maybe he will if he does. I hope he does because I'd love to get his input on it. And if Max happens to listen to this and she gives me some advice on that, I'd appreciate it too. Um, but maybe it is me. Maybe I am preventing myself. Maybe I'm holding myself back too much. But it's like I had a conversation with somebody earlier, actually earlier today, um, about my role in wrestling, not just being a podcaster, but in the business itself, you know, my willingness to do more and be able to get more involved. Like, I, I'm i in no position to push myself to that. 
I'm willing to take it on if asked to. But I'm in no position to go tell a fucking wrestler how to have their match, what to do in their match, you know, you know, what to do here, what to do there, what to say in their promo. I don't have that authority to do that shit. And they know that and they, they act like they need, they, they, I, they perceive themselves as this, I should know that. And I don't know if that's, you know, an entitlement issue on them where they think that they are better than me and that's fine if they do. I know they're not. But it just sucks knowing that. It's like, you know, it's like I, you know, you, you do so much for, you know, so many companies and you either just still get, you know, thrown in the shadows of shit or you get annoyed at all. And this isn't a shot at SCW. I do a lot of work with SCW. You know, they're, they're a small part of it. I'll be honest with that. But there's also a bunch of companies, and we've mentioned it before. We promote a lot of fucking companies on this show, and we never get any acknowledgement from it back. Fuck is that? Uh, is a match it? for yeah for next week. <clears throat> Stupid. Stupid assholes. Stupid. But <laughs> it's just like it's just like I mean, here we are. We talk about I talk about Southland Championship Wrestling for five years. Nothing. I talk about Rocket Pro for six months, and they share our shit. They like our shit. Uh, I think the only thing that SCW shares of ours are posts that we put about SCW. But it sucks. But I, I know I've had, you know, I've been involved in meetings where we talk about how social media is important and we're here to build each other up. But I guess it's more focused on building up, you know, the talent and helping them than it is, you know, you know, returning the favor. And I think that fucking sucks. Mm-hmm. And what pisses me off the most is knowing that I get no responses or interactions between wrestlers and actual talent. And yet I have to suffer every fucking day. With stupid posts and stupid videos and stupid fucking Photoshop fucking photos from the fucking idiots of the LIM. I was like, is this, is this, is this truly how far I have come in this business to where the, the only responses I get on my fucking, you know, shit is from a bunch of mouth breathing fucking fans at Rocket Pro Wrestling. Who want to take photos of me from vacation and crop them out and put me on some stupid ass fucking limsy fucking post? Depressing. It's fucking depressing. Stupid, but fucking depressing. Like, it's like I expected so much more out of my fucking life up to this point, but I know that I have so much more to fucking reach for and so much more to achieve knowing now. That the only fucking interaction I have. I mean, for God's sakes, fucking JFW is the top fucking fan of fucking LIM's Facebook page. <laughs> and that's just for fucking bad-mouthing those idiots for fucking last month. It's like, what the fuck, man? Oh, God. But you're right. They didn't send any videos out. They didn't do any. There's no fucking Wave 3 fucking happening. I love how the illusions becoming reality for them now, knowing that, 
oh, wave three's fucking coming. Wave three's fucking coming. Is it? Is it fucking coming? I don't see it. They did their awesome, stupid-ass posts on Rocket Pro saying, oh, so-so's going to win by way of cheese or whatever goofy fucking thing they got to talk about. But they had to they had to find time to sneak my fucking name in there. Which okay, cool. You believe that you live in my fucking head, run free, and yet you guys can't make a fucking post without commenting about just freaking wrestling or travesty. Fucking turtle has a fucking match at Rocket Pro. It should have all been about him, but instead you had to turn it to make it more involved about JFW and travesty. How fucking dare you, fucking people? To take away a fucking a, a match that is for Turtle and make that fucking section about fucking me. Are you kidding me? I sit here and, and, and I joke about them, you know, calling them fucking wrestling fans. Like, they're just stupid wrestling fans. They're just idiots who sit in the fucking audience. But now I'm starting to realize that the only thing I'm wrong about is calling them wrestling fans. Because they're not. They're barely even fucking marks. Because all they're trying to do now is, and they say it, they, and they said it to me, and I don't want to fucking rip them off, so I'll give them credit. They called me. I'm trying to get popular off of, you know, who they are. No. They're becoming relevant because of what I fucking said. Good for you guys for being the most watched fucking video on fucking YouTube. Awesome. I'm assuming that you took the the six or eight or 12 or whatever, how many of your fucking cousins you got together and said, hey, go watch this fucking video, please. Let's get these downloads up. Maybe they'll invite us fucking back. Are you back? You guys are so well known. It took you up until, what, a month ago to fucking be on Power Hour? And you haven't been on there since? Fuck, they don't even, they don't even recognize you right now. You don't give a fuck who you are. And I don't believe you're wrestling fucking fans. I think you just you're just very fucking you know hopeful that somebody's gonna make you a household fucking name. And you're welcome. That's me. So we got some shows this week in there, Nubby. We do. Uh. <clears throat> Both are this Saturday. Yeah. Yeah, let's start with POW. We'll do POW first. We're going to start with POW? Yeah, let's start with POW. If you are in the area of Fox Lake and don't feel like making a drive but want to see some wrestling, go to POW Entertainment. Yeah. Um, They're at the American Legion, 703 North Route 12 in Fox Lake. Unfortunately, front row is sold out. Sold out. <clears throat> uh, tickets are still available in advance for fifteen dollars. There will they will be twenty dollars at the door. Doors open at six p.m. Bell time is seven p.m. Match card. Uh, let's get this one out of the way. Max Holiday will defend his How Heavyweight Title. Against Hunter Payne. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know if I don't know if I don't think they're doing the pay per view on this one like they did uh, last couple, but 
Um, this one is definitely worth just a visit alone to see this match. Uh, I've seen Holiday and Hunter wrestle each other quite a bit over the last few years. Um, and it's hard hitting and it's impactful every fucking time. And the fact that now this is for the POW championship, um, makes it that much more interesting. So I'm excited to see what happens here and see if Max Holiday has the ability to retain the championship. Like I know he can. Uh, or if Hunter's gonna, as weird as it as weird as it sounds, being the hero in the moment and winning the POW championship. That'd be interesting to see. Mm-hmm. For the tag team titles, it'll be the champions, Bad Hombre Hartel, with Sandra D, versus the former champions of IPA. Which is half of that is your eyeball disc champion. Yeah, uh, they were champions for a brief period of time. They just happened to lose it, so we'll see if they can regain it. Yeah. Um, in a for the Midwest title, it is father versus son. Kazile, uh, who is the Midwest champion, will be taking on his dad, Trevor Blanchard. I don't, I don't know how this even came to be, but you know what? I'm a big fan of seeing Ray and Dominic face each other, so I think a father-son battle is a pretty cool idea. Now the question is, who will be the ref? Because Brian Allen is also Trevor's son. Which makes Brian and Kazile brothers. I, I get what you're saying, bud. I follow. I, I get. I get how you know heredity, heredity. It's for the people in the back who don't understand things. Oh yeah, yeah. For those, for you guys. You know the Funkos. <laughs> um, so many Funkos. <laughs> uh, Mason Perks will be t- taking on Tommy Macabre or Macab, whatever fucking it is. Someday someone will tell me what it actually is. Pretty sure it's macabre. And then why is the why is there an re at the end? It's something, bro. I don't know why is there a K in knock or a K in knob or a G in gnome. Don't know, but I do know this: BMI will be taking on the Bone Daddies, which is Trogan, um, Moon Dog Murray couple of uh, guys who eat bones and beat people with them. But I don't know. Are they daddies? Who knows? Um, there will be a Kings to the Kingdom qualifier. <clears throat> there will also be a segment with the hot seat with Nicholas H. And his guests will be Mattel Valentine and Acid Jazz. And then we've got Jimmy Blaze and Eric Freedom taking on Scott Spade and Tiny with Mistress Misery in their corner. I really do want to make a pal show one day. God, that drive is so fucking far. Yeah. 
Night Dog going to Twin Lakes was far, but <laughs> it's one of the things where, like, if I if I ever do go to a power show, I'm probably just gonna get a fucking hotel for the night because it's just a drive back and just be like I don't fucking want to. God, I mean the fucking these two shows this weekend, both of them were ten minutes fucking. Sorry, one of them was fifteen minutes away from me, the other one was ten, and even that's just like, oh, the drive home sucks. <laughs> But Paul's an awesome company. Like I said, I mean, like, they have a lot of the wrestlers come down to wrestle in Southland more now because of this kind of agreement that um, SCW and Powell have. Uh, so, I mean, they got a lot of entertaining guys. We've seen a lot of them over the past, past year during this war. So, um, hell, my fucking cousin wrestled for Powell once. So, I mean, it can't be that all bad. It's true. Yeah. So. All right. Um, yeah, that's Powell. Um, if you don't, uh, blah, blah, blah. American Legion, 703 North Route, 12, Box Lake. Front row sold out, 15 in advance on their Facebook page, but 20 at the door. 6 p.m. doors, bell time, 7 p.m. Powell Entertainment. All right. Now, Rocket Pro Wrestling presents Shamrock Showdown. This Saturday, March 4th, 700 Theodore Street in Joliet, Illinois, St. Joseph Park. 15 General Mission, 20 Front Row. No advance tickets. First come, first serve. All at the door. Doors open 4 p.m. Bell time is 5 p.m. I'm excited this because uh, I'm going to get my front row seat. Hell yeah. I'm so excited for that. Rock and Pro has become more and more of my favorite fucking uh, company out north. Southland's always going to have a spot in my heart. So they got like the, the southern part of my heart. Uh, Rock and Pro's taking up that north part. And a lot of it has to do with their amazing leadership. Oh, yeah. Which, uh, which uh, yeah, Damien, if you're listening to this, I hope you're enjoying your vacation. Hope, uh, Hope you're relaxing, decompressing, and getting ready for this weekend. Who's a nicer guy? Uh, Damien Saint or Terry Allen? Well, I love Terry Allen because he's my boss and he's a great guy. Um, but it's just something about, you know, you know, fucking Damien just oozing that classy and elegant fucking, uh, way that he, uh, presents himself. It's a, it's a strong, strong tie between the two. I will say Damien never, uh, Hold my authority from me. So, I mean, there's that. Damien does book me to wrestle. Damien does come on my show when I ask him. So. And he does listen to the show. He does. I'm not even going to ask Terry if he does or not. (laughs) Well, because you know what happens if you don't. That's right. A lot of people are starting to learn now, I'll tell you that much. Um, but again, it's, it's because of, you know, I, I think this is going to, I think they're shooting for the seventh straight standing room only show here. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, with this card alone, you can't, yeah, I think yeah. they may have to put screens outside. Oh, yeah. Well, especially even for this main event. Well, let's talk about let's talk about the card. Let's see what let's see what let's see what uh, Damien has together for us. 
All right. Um, well, we'll start off. Uh, let's start out hot. Uh, Rian Skills, um, can you feel it? Is going to explain his actions. Even though he's explained a bit, but I think he'll do it in person. Does Rian keep that music? Um, if I know Rian the way I do, he would probably do it out of spite. <laughs> but I think he would also change it. Yeah. Yeah, you gonna play that Maximus thing? Yeah, let me pull that up. I should have had it in queue already. But. Yeah, but yeah, no, I, I guess, uh, I guess Rian uh, decided that he wants to. I mean, obviously, he g- he gave some answers uh, on um, on the Power Hour, but I guess uh, he's now going to kind of share that live with uh, the Rocket Pro fans. Maybe once and for all, people stop asking why Rian, why. So. Back. All right. Um, you ready? I am ready. Okay. Our hour podcast, the one immediately after Cupid's Carnage. And what does Rian say that his reasoning is? His reasoning is that I'm the self-proclaimed arm of justice, balance of justice in Rocket Pro, when have I ever said that that's what I was? I have never, not once, called myself, had Timmy introduce me as the balance of justice, the arm of justice. That's just a nickname that Steve calls me. So in no way, shape, or form am I the balance of jack I didn't come back and take the title from Flash to recreate some balance. I came back to take the title from the man that broke my face. And then Rion has the balls to try and say that there's no balance in what I do at all. He said, I claim to hang out in graveyards, yet then I stream on Twitch. That's not balanced. I'm sorry. Somebody in RPW, please tell me when the f- I have ever said that I hang out in graveyards. When? Is it because my attire looks like The Undertaker's? Is it because there's a skull painted on my ugly face? I am not dead. I am not acting dead. My name is not The Undertaker. I have never acted dead. I move slowly when my entrance music is playing. I put face paint on. I have never in my life claimed to be a supernatural quote-unquote now from Rion a supernatural being if I was a supernatural being I would have conjured an energy ball and vanquished Rion already but I'm not I am 25 I play video games so I don't know what he's reaching for with this why he decided that the, the only way he could create justice in his mind is to go after me You said there's no balance in RPW because of the idols and because of the undeniable. Go after the idols. Go after the undeniable. Go after Damien Saint. Go after Ryan Matthews or the Canadians or Eric Schultz. Go after Joey Roth or Damien Gray or Kevin Cade or Flash Harris. I don't understand where he is coming from with any of this. 
What am I supposed to do with this information? Great, I'm the injustice, so you knock me the f*** out? I give you a Rion Skills appreciation night? Everybody does the wave for you, and because you're tired of acting nice and shit, you just decide to knock me out? So is it really an injustice, or are you insecure about yourself? So is it the fact that you have never held a championship in RPW? Is that what it is? What is it? You don't think that I deserve that? Is that what it is? That title right there, you don't think I deserve that? Is that what it is? Is that what you want so bad? Because if that's what you want, come get it. Because I can guarantee you, you step foot in that ring in my ring, I am going to beat your ass. No forgiveness. No why, Rian, why. I don't give a why. I'm going to hurt you, and I'm going to hurt you back. I just want to make sure that that's understood before you continue with your bull because I don't forgive, and I sure as do not forget. So watch yourself, because March 4th could be your last time in a ring at all. I hope that was clear enough. I want. So I thought that was funny how that just happened. Mm-hmm. You heard that, right? Right at the end? I, yeah, I wasn't sure what it was, but. So, okay, that was played on Facebook. And yeah. after each video, it, it goes up. up. One, yeah. It went to Undertaker's theme song. What's your thought on that, Nubby? Um, I I think he's got some points there. I mean, if Rian has issues when he, but he as he's talking about the like, was it injustice, a balance, or unbalance this, whatever with the idols and undeniable, then why aren't you going after the idols or the undeniable? Is it because the idols beat the shit out of you anyway? The undeniable beat the shit out of you or what? What does Maximus O'Brien have to do with this? Mm-hmm. All he did was end the title reign of an idol. Yeah. So I don't, I don't get Rion's mindset again. Um, I think he, what he did was shitty. For kick him in the balls, as I said, bitch move, whatever. I'm not gonna make that my problem. Uh-huh. Um, I have my own issues to deal with. He's Maximus's problem. But um if Ram gets in my way, I'll knock him down, but that ain't gonna be my issue. Um right now, unless it comes to it. Uh I'll say like I said last week, Maximus so Ryan. Will whoop his ass, and Rian chose that life. You you think Maximus could take Rian? It won't be easy. Yeah, but I think Maximus Maximus has overcome so much in the last, you know, actually since day one of Rocket Pro, and just in the last year. And I think, yeah. He can do it. It won't, and again, it won't be easy. But yeah, that's a solid feeling. What are your thoughts? Uh, well, I guess realistically, um. 
the the issues that I think Rian has with Rocket Pro shouldn't fall on the responsibility of Maximus Orion. I, I honestly believe that, you know, he's been frustrated with Rocket Pro for a bit. I mean, he's mentioned, you know, the goofy things that he had to do, that he was asked to do, and he did them. <clears throat> I think it just comes down to Maximus being in the wrong place at the wrong time, but at the same time, um, I think it also becomes Maximus Orion's problem, not because of who he is, but who his parents are. I don't, and again, I'm, I don't want to speak for Rian, and I'm sure that this is going to get brought up on the Power Hour, and I'm sure that Steve's going to twist it in some kind of weird, fucked up way where it sounds like I'm questioning Rian's actions, and I'm not. Rian's entitled to do whatever he wants. I uh, said, so I don't, I accept his explanation. If I had to look at it from my perspective as a wrestling fan, as a podcaster, um, I think Rion's frustrations with the company stems from the company's owners, and those owners happen to be the parents of Maximus Orion. <coughs> so I think it just comes down to a wrong place, wrong time, and uh, he took the uh, he took the uh, action to uh, to uh, Rion's reaction. So I'm excited to see what he really says this Saturday, but. I think that's what it all comes down to. <clears throat> so, but, I mean, kudos for you for, you know, challenging the beat of Rion for no reason at all. No, I did not challenge him. See, you're twisting my words here, buddy. I said if he gets in my way, I'll be glad to knock him down. Yeah, but I will no, not. He has no reason to get away. You're, you're, you're right, fucking, I'm just you're, saying. You're Steven. You're no. Steven the situation. You're, you're doing a Steve here, man. I'm just, you're, taking, just, you're taking a situation that has nothing to do with you, and you're putting it on you. You're trying to make yourself involved in it, just like fucking Steve does, man. No, no. What I'm just saying is if any, and it's not just Rian. It's anybody. Who well, it's anybody, anybody, yeah, but you just have to name Rion, man. Because well, we were talking about Rion. I know, and then you put yourself into it. Like, I mean, like, we don't have nothing to do with you, but so you're challenging the fucking dude. Like, yeah, you want to get in my way? I'll what? drop you. So, yeah, but it's not about you, dude. That's the problem. Well, look, That's what you and well, Steve no. do. You're putting yourself in the situation. No, because it's like when you, I took like when it to heart. It's like when you heart. Why? Why would you take it to heart, man? What's even talking we about? Talked, no, look, we took it. Look, we talked about this before, and it was mentioned on a power hour. Yeah, that I took the situation to heart, mm-hmm. and that I also said that Rihanna wasn't a friend anymore. A friend so of you? A friend of mine, because of what he. Why? Did he kicks me. Oh come on now! Any because any fucking man that kicks another man in the balls is shitty. Dude, how long have you been in the business? Uh, not long enough, according to some people, but... How long have you been in the business? Throw me a number. Uh, it'd be about 18 now. So. Cool. Now, throw me a rough number of how many low blows you see in this fucking business. I see a lot of them. A lot and of them, yeah. They all, are they I, all, yeah, they all from shitty people? Yeah. Come on, come on now. Fucking Ric Flair, he's a bad guy? Yeah. Oh, you're a monster. They're, they're all bad guys for... Yeah. Yeah, but come on, no. Rian didn't kick you in your genitals, man. Why do you, why do you care? 
Because I know how people like Rian think. You give an opinion on a subject, they will do something to you. This this sounds a lot like some Steve bullshit, bro. Taking a situation that doesn't involve you, trying to make it about. I'm not you. making. I'm not making it about me. It's the same. It's, it's the same thing with uh, with uh, fucking Harris at IPW, man. He, he wasn't talking about you one bit until you started yelling at him, and then he made it about no, you. No, wait, no, wrong. wait, hold on. Now, I was sitting in the crowd. When I'm in the crowd, I am allowed to heckle, and I heckled Harris because. He deserved it. And I didn't start it all the time. He was starting his shit. You God. Nobody. He started insulting me when I wasn't even saying anything. You got a pair of shells on you, bro. Well, yeah. <laughs> unlike some people. But hey. That's right. That's right but yeah, I'm, I'm, I am also looking forward to finally hearing what Rion has to say. And I'm, and I'm hoping that he says it. On Saturday, I hope he doesn't have an opinion tomorrow on the Power Hour. I mean, if he does, he does. I'll listen, but he needs well, to tell the fans more than anything. Well, he's go- he's going to have an opinion of it because, as you know, Steve is going to find a way to twist this whole big fucking thing into a bigger deal than it actually is. He's going to go on. He's going to tell Rio, like, you know, uh, you know, Turtle, t- Turtle said what you did was uh, was a bitch move. He's calling you a bitch, t- uh, Rion. And, uh, you know, Trev's demanding answers and shit. Because that's what Steve does. Steve wants to, Steve wants to fucking talk about how, uh, uh, what, what the fuck do you call me? A fucking mix artist or some, some group? Spin, I mean, spin doctor. That I'm able to take this shit and twist it my own fucking way like a politician. But the thing is, he is just as good at it, if not better than me. Because we can sit there and we can talk about, how we feel about something, and I can sit there and say, this isn't me calling out Rion in any fucking way. But then Steve will just go on to the power, like, we know Travis said this, but we know he doesn't believe it. I mean, he's calling Rion out, because that's what he does. He's actually, in fact, worse than me, because he will take people's shit, spin it into a way where it makes him involved. And that's just not me saying it. That has been said by his co-host on the fucking Power Hour. That he puts himself in these situations because he feels that he needs to because he has to prove something. So, no, it's not me twisting shit. I will will happily say it now. I am not asking Rian to answer a question. I'm not asking Rian to give me a reason for anything because that's what's going to happen on Saturday. I gave my views as a wrestling fan and as a podcaster why I thought he did what he did. I'm not saying that's what he did because of it, but I know Steve's going to find a way to make me seem like an asshole and spin everything I said so he could so he could try to rile up fucking Rion, which you can't rile fucking Rion up. Dude has two speeds, chill and chill. He doesn't get angry. It, fucking last month was the most nonchalant fucking nut shot I have seen in my entire fucking life. It was just one speed higher than fucking Orange Cassidy. <laughs> so, anyways, 
let's get to the match cards because now we're an hour and 40 minutes into the show. Yeah, and there's more to the show than Rion skills. Yeah, yeah, we like the entire fucking match card still. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in a four-way match, it'll be Eric Schultz versus Shaq Jordan versus Axel Rico versus Ryan Matthews. Two members of Undeniable are in this match. Yeah. Do you think that was put in place to give Undeniable a victory in the match? You know it was. I'm not going to speculate that. I think it was just, you know, Damian Saint putting together the best matches with the top talent. Top two people just happen to be part of Undeniable. So be it. Yeah, which is led by Damian Saint himself. I mean, think about this. You were in a triple threat match with two idols, and they fought each other. In fact, there was a title change in that match. Yeah, at the end. Yeah, see, so it doesn't really mean anything. Yeah. Sure. No, I'm going to tell you, man, you're only going to find controversy when you're looking for controversy. If that's how you want to spin it. That's what it is, bro. It's just life. We'll go with it. <laughs> um, but, uh, Shaq Jordan and Axel Rico are both guys, two guys that can overcome anything. I mean, Rico is collecting titles all over the place, so this may not be too much of an advantage for Undeniable, but we'll see. The other well, members could be laying around somewhere. I don't, th- I don't think it was an advantage to begin with. So I, think the, I, I, think, I think the professionalism between those two is clearly shown every time they go out there. They're there to put on a great show for a great audience. They're not gonna. They're not gonna allow their their friendship to get in the way of that. There's no professionalism involved when there's a guy with a briefcase who uses it to his advantage, and another guy who wrestles with a paper bag on his face. Well, says you. That's just one opinion. Well, whatever. <laughs> Match two, now, what we got? Joey Blues of No Coast with uh, Brian Crazer and Davidson Sarai will be taking on DC Shaw with Trayvon Wolf. Um, yes, Coast. Uh, yeah, this um, this this seems to become a little more and more personal. It is. And I, I don't know what the hot doctor has done to those two kids, but I mean, uh, it doesn't seem good. It just, it just does. I don't know a lot about No Coast. In fact, I've never seen No Coast before their heel turn wrestle ever. But what I've seen so far, I kind of like. I like the aggression that they're showing. I'm assuming that that's an aggression that hasn't been there before. Nope. But at the same time, come on now, hot fucking doctor. Who gives a shit what else about what nothing else really matters? Well, not 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 fucking Yes Coast, not the LIM, not Chuck Gunderson. Fuck all of them. That fucking who's that who's that kid in the front row, that fucking dude? The Santino? Santino. Yeah. Yeah, he don't even fucking matter. It's all about fucking those two guys and that hot doctor. I don't even think Santino listens to the show. 
Oh, then he can fuck himself. I watch his I watch his videos because it's Rocket Pro. I want to see everything that's being issued out by Rocket Pro, but I don't get through his entire fucking uh, videos. <laughs> Fuck! I listened to one of his rap videos once. He he did a rap about fucking uh, Rocket Pro or some shit. And I saw more. I saw better raps than fucking Malibu's Most Wanted. <laughs> All right. Um... Plus, oh, another thing about Santino. If you do eventually listen to this fucking show, let me give you some advice, kid. Don't bother Damien Saint while he's on his vacation. It's rude. Okay, go ahead. For the Outer Limits Championship, Gunner Brave the Champion will be taking on, uh, if he shows up, uh, Flash Harris. Huge fan. Uh, Huge fan of Gunner Brave. I can see why there's a Gunner Brave section. Um... I, I, you know what, I, I know it's gonna be, uh, it's, it's gonna be a challenge because, not, not just for the match, obviously, but Gunner Braves' mindset and because we know what the next challenge is for him. Sure. We know what's gonna be in, I think, May. Right, May. Um, but he just has to put that out of his head and prepare for what's happening this Saturday. And I, I think he should be fine. Yeah. Um, Johnny Nye of the Idols. We'll be taking on that damn coyote, Damien Deschain. Now, if Damien Deschain wins, the Coyotes get another tag team title shot. It, you know, and I, I mean, I've never been, obviously, I've never been a fucking pro wrestler. So I obviously have never been a tag team partner before. Um, but I know that's a lot of pressure to put on a fucking guy to determine that the next tag team championship you're going to def- you're going to have an opportunity for rest on the shoulders of just you, not your partner. So that's a lot of pressure to put on. I mean, it's the the, the damn Coyotes have everything to fucking lose, right? And hopefully he has you know his partner out at ringside like I know the Idols are gonna have on theirs. Well, I, I'm pretty sure a couple of idiots will be out there with them. A big idiot and, and his little poodle. <laughs> um, Bucky Collins will be taking on Christian Rose. We've been waiting for this mess to happen ever since the unmasked or the masked individual cost Christian Rose the title. Which turned in, which turned out to be Bucky Collins himself. So this should be a rough one, hard hitting. Oh, hundred percent, uh, Christian Rose. Which, uh, oh God, I don't want to give credit to fucking LIM. God damn it! Okay, I'm gonna do this once, only once. I've listened to. Uh, commentating with Christian Rose on it, and dude fucking crushes it. Um, he is just as good outside the ring as he is inside the ring, and I know that there's a lot of uh, pent up anger from him, you know, losing that championship match uh, at the hands of somebody who wasn't even in the fucking match. <clears throat> so we know coyotes, you know, chew up their fucking uh, carcasses that they find and shit, and I think that's going to be no exception here. You can stare at me all you want. I got nothing else. 
Okay, then. <laughs> All right. What were you stirred? Were you proud that I, I complimented your fucking friends? I'm just soaking it in. Yeah, they're still idiots, though. Fucking mouth breathers, idiots, God. Uh, in a special tag team match, it'll be the idols, Kevin Cade and half of the tag team champions, Damian Gray, versus <clears throat> Hot Rod Daddy Andy and yours truly, the Amazing Turtle. We will be accompanied by Cactus Rat. How come I wasn't asked to accompany you to the ring? Um, didn't know you were an option. You didn't even know. ask. You didn't even fucking ask. Um, dude, this is, I'm excited for you on this, man, because it gets you a little bit of retribution against a team that has been fucking with you for quite some time. Since day one of my time in Rocket Bro. Yeah, and I think, uh, I think going into this with, uh, an actual partner, uh, I think it's gonna be a pretty cool thing. Now, yeah, as, as, as it relates to the damn Coyote match, you know, it's, you know, you know, there's gonna be people outside the ring. And I don't know if Cactus Rack is gonna be able to protect you guys from all of them, but. I don't know, I don't, Cactus Rack is pretty tough. Oh, I have no doubt she is, but. I think I mean, she can I'm, take I'm, she could take um dipshit and his poodle at the same time. Yeah, but is that the only idols that are gonna be out there? Probably not, but I start think, I guess. I think with everything else going on, other individuals, other animals, if you will, will be watching because of what may or may not happen earlier in the match, or earlier in the show. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm going to get my revenge on Cade, and I'm going to punch Damian Gray in the face. I do owe him a little bit, because it was at IPW when I teamed with Nikki Nix against uh, Damian Gray and Johnny Nye. So I, I know what it's like to face a couple idols. I been a victim of their shenanigans. But I think things could be a little different with Cactus Rack, Cactus Rack in our corner. There are strength in numbers, bro. And plus, you got uh, Shelly and fucking Steve there to back you up, too. That's right. Right? Just, just you, Hot Rod Daddy Andy, and three non-fucking wrestlers going against, going against the fucking idols. Yeah, well, it's the idols. Not not really too worried about it. I defeated Joey Roth twice. That's true. Roxy ain't shit. The other idols are going to be too busy. Youth Gone Wild makes their return to Rocket Pro as they take on the final level of Marche Rocket and Chris Logan, the Shogun. Yeah, we finally saw Marche take the shot, and uh, we'll, we'll see what happens from there. Definitely. Should be an interesting matchup. Youth Gone Wild kicking uh, ass all over they go, everywhere they go lately. 
Yeah, speed versus power, man. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, match one of two double main events. How do you say that? The double main event, first match, something like that, whatever. First match of the double main event. There we go. Found it. <laughs> uh, idol, or maybe not so much of an idol anymore. Who knows? Rock and Rivera chosen by your general manager, Damian Saint, to take on former general manager, um, general manager, uh, Jay Beck the Paycheck. Yeah. Yeah. Little, um, little punishment for Jay Beck's uh, actions. I don't think he was warranted a punishment. I think he did the right thing. What, by trying to cheat that match? Putting the guy's foot on the rope when uh, he didn't do it himself? That's cheating, bro. He was getting the ref's attention. That's all. He He's the one that put the foot underneath the rope. And then he got the ref's attention. Uh, attention. Yeah. Hey, he, he was put in a situation he didn't want to be in. So, so he tries to cheat? You call it cheating. I call it, um... It's cheating. Eh. Let me ask you, Nubby, if you're in a match and you saw me put somebody's foot on the fucking rope, what are you going to do? I'm going to yell at you. Because it's cheating. And that's what JPEG did. Now he's being punished for it. I think it was uh, the right thing to do, though. J-Beck was putting it was in he was in but forced in a situation, so he had to figure a way out. So he did. Yeah. That was and his now, way out. And I was being forced into another situation. Yeah, he's being forced to wrestle. He should not have to wrestle. Well, he shouldn't have to cheat either, but he did. So I know. He I, have, I, 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 dude, he, I said it once, and I'll say it again, and I'll say it till my fucking uh, fucking uh, lips turn blue. Just respect your fucking boss. All Damien Gray told him to do is go out there and fucking be a manager. And instead, he tried to fucking cheat, and he got punished for it. This is a punishment. Like any job, a written up, a verbal warning, whatever it is. This is pro wrestling. Your punishment's getting into the fucking ring. And he's going to get his fucking ass handed to him. He should not be forced to wrestle. He was forced to wear something ridiculous that he did not want to wear. To be to be a manager of a team that he does not like. So. Mm-hmm. He did what he had to do, and I don't think he should be forced to wrestle for it. No, he could quit. I just think it's funny, though, that Rockin's in this position. I thought Rockin' Rivera deserved better. (laughs) But, hey, what do I know, right? All right, in the main event. Now, I I don't think the title is on the line, but it will be. Quinn Whittock taking on Joey Avalon. And it is to my understanding, Sierra will be in his corner. Is this a, is this a debut for Avalon or a return for Avalon? This will be a debut in the Rocket Pro Wrestling. That's really exciting. I'm, I've, I've never had, I, I've never had the opportunity to see Avalon wrestle in person. Um, never had an opportunity to see Sierra wrestle in person. Um, but obviously she's just being a manager, not uh, a wrestler in this. So I'm really excited for this. Um, 
I think this is a great opportunity for Quinn as Rocket Pro champion. Uh, and I think this is going to be one hell of a main event. This is, the, I think this is the match that will kind of make this from being like, oh, this is, you know, standing room only to, hey, we can't fit any more people in the building. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be, that's going to be a solid fucking match. And it's a solid card from top to bottom. Hell yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to get my hands on uh, the idols. Um, uh, I'm just looking forward to Saturday. I always look forward to Rocket Pro. Yep. Uh, is there anything else we got to mention uh, from uh, the Indies uh, there, Nubby? Uh, no. Uh, nothing else this week. Uh, next week, we'll have the, these results, um, and we will talk about the return of Dynamic Wrestling Alliance which is next Friday, and then ARW is next Saturday. Awesome. Guys, make sure you follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, just by searching Just Freak Wrestling Podcast or JFT Podcast. And you can listen to our shows on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and apparently fucking Podbean, and apparently fucking YouTube, and apparently fucking Amazon, and apparently fucking Player FM, and apparently fucking uh, iHeartRadio. The concept everywhere. Uh, wherever you find your podcast, search us. I'm sure we'll pop up. Make sure you subscribe to us wherever you do listen to your podcast and give us a rating or review if you're able to. I know Spotify and iTunes have ratings. I don't know about the other ones, but give us a review. Give us a rating. It does help us out. Subscribe to us on YouTube, apparently, too, because apparently that's a big fucking thing because Alpha Zeta Zeta has to make a point that is useless. I think we would. We went up one sub- subscriber from last week on YouTube. Did we? Yeah. Let's keep it going. Let's uh, <laughs> let's shove it down fucking Alpha Zeta Zeta's throat. Start following us on fucking YouTube. You don't even have to watch our fucking videos. Just fucking subscribe. Shove that shit down their fucking throat. <sighs> Nubby, that's all I got. I think we can ring the bell on this episode. Perfect. As always, I am Travis. And I am Nubby, the amazing turtle. How about that? And thank you for listening to another episode of Just Figure Wrestling, the JFW Podcast.